Welcome to Chaos the Cured podcast. Um, you're here with uh, Jeffrey Freed and Kirkpatrick Miller. Today, we're going to talk about the good things and some of the amazing benefits. Um, and this will be the first show of many um, that we'll go into. But for children um, and adults, um, any person, it's not a neurotypical. So whether they're diagnosed, whether they're on the spectrum, whether they're um, deal with hypersensitivity, these things um, take a great toll. And we we often uh, on our podcast have focused on the the, the costs, and um, we want to make sure that the parents and teachers out there understand that there's um, there's a lot of really wonderful things wonderful things that come with these uh, you know it's a double-edged sword. Um, so one thing for me, uh, that I have found, um, to be very vital for, for parents to understand is how hard these children try. Um, and you know, I, I know I, I just had one little child that came in and, um, he had a meeting with the principal and the parent wanted, you know, and talk with me afterwards and, got in trouble because he was not nice to someone um, and he's interrupting in class and uh, he's definitely on the spectrum. Wonderful, bright young man. And um, it's one of those things where uh, the teachers see this impulsive child and they see interruption. They see him uh, raising his hand and getting in the way of the other classmates by you know, jumping or doing a tangent. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think, um, actually, I know quite often the school, the teacher has no power in terms of they can't add extra time, um, which is hard on the teachers. So they kind of have to shut the child down. The hard part is that oftentimes they're, they're giving this really brilliant, beautiful, ID a different path to get that ties in with what the subject material is. Um, so there's all these really wonderful gifts that we do get. Um, and on one side, and the reason I gave that example is because one, you see one perception of someone where they're the teacher or the classmate, and they're saying an interruption. And, you know, unfortunately we don't have a society where everybody can, you know, just join in when they want to. Um, but from the other perspective, you have this individual that's excited about sharing. You actually have a student that's engaged and oftentimes that interruption gets punished. The point is, is that there's, there's two sides, there's two different viewpoints. And for me, again, um, I like to take the positive. And so, you know, um, Jeffrey, for you, I just, I know this is going to be, an easy one for you because you helped me with my confidence so much uh, when I was younger. What are some gifts that you have, have seen um, and, and you continue to see in people that, you know, are oftentimes scoring like in the lower, you know, 10th percentile on certain things in their tests. Sometimes they're not even scoring anything at all. They don't even participate. And then you see the brilliance. Can you give some people some examples? Yeah, I can. Um, my whole thing is teaching people, visual learners, how to use their 
incredible visual brains to learn basic skills and to take in information. Um, the main thing, I mean, the number one great skill that almost all people on the spectrum um, have is the ability to think in pictures. That can be used, it can be galvanized to do almost anything differently. Um, when a person who is a visual learner is fascinated by something, they can have total recall. We all know people who have incredible memories, for example. And the, the non-sequential linear learner, um, they don't tend to be able to retain images very well because they, they primarily um, think in words. So you take somebody and you show them a spelling word and you ask them to visualize it. And if they can visualize it, what deal it is they can reproduce it, which is, a, which is really, really cool. Um, I teach people how to spell this way by first looking at the word, shutting their eyes, being able to spell it forwards and backwards. And what we have then is we have um, visual, you're using your visual brain. You can read a book and you can focus on making a picture, um, absolutely just making an image and retaining the image without having to read it again. As long as you're visualizing, you're learning, and you don't have to write notes either. either. I mean, some visual learners do, but most of us tend to not like to handwrite, and we tend to have trouble handwriting and visualizing at the same time. Because when you're writing, you're looking down, and when you're visualizing, you're looking straight ahead or up to the right or to the left. That's one thing um, that can be taught to every visual learner. And it, the bottom line is you can, I can sum it up pretty, pretty easily. If you're visualizing it, you're learning it. And the better your image, the, more, the better your recall will be. And we should teach these children, once we figure out that they are visual learners, to be visualizing everything and to come to their teacher if they're not, if they're unable to visualize, and to say something as simple as, I was unable to visualize what you were teaching. Could you give it to me one-on-one, -on -one, please? And in this world where the teacher kind of knows that the kid is going to have to do this in order to retain the information, um, the teacher will say certainly and come up with a time and place where they explain it one-on-one. -on -one. And these guys learn so well one-on-one -on -one and not as well in a group. The other thing is, is if you think, you know, these people all are very sensitive to other people. Um, they're deluged, good word, by information from other people. They just don't know how to deal with it when they're young. But their incredible ability to read people, to use their intuition, which they have in spades, gives them a really nice... Um, advantage in, in life. They can read other human beings and if they choose to, give them what they want. They also can kind of tell if somebody is dangerous or not real because they're looking at other things or paying attention to other things besides people's words. Um, they tend to look at the body language. And the repute, a lot of people will listen to this and say, hey, that's not true. Um, my People on the spectrum can't read um, body language. The answer is no, that's not true. 
they not only can they read body language, they read too much of it. They have, they're, the, a problem of being on the spectrum is you are accused, if you will, by so many people that you can't read body language. You, you can't tell if a person is, is good or bad. You get fooled all the time. No, it's not a condition where you don't pick up enough information. It's a condition where you pick up too much information. And it makes it hard to pay attention to a few things when you have so much coming at you. But if you can, if you know that about yourself and you're not worried about it and you're not, you know, you're not all tied up doubting yourself, you can be marvelous at reading people. And man, ask any mother of a kid on the spectrum whether that child can read them or not. And it would be, yeah, they can read my mind. Um, I don't, they know I'm going to do something before I even knew it. That's what the potential is. And yep. we're not touching it. We're not even touching it. No, I, I, I knew that would be an easy one um, for you. And it's something I, I feel that, you know, is important for people to honestly recognize and talk about. I mean, uh, we, we, for, we spend so much time seeing and, and focusing on, um, what the constraints are, um, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I have my own, um, you talk about a phenomenal skill and to all the listeners, I'm sorry, I'm still a little, I have a mental fog still in COVID-19, so I'm a little scattered. Um, but one of the things, um, and that's really frustrating for me, by the way, because I'm, I'm used to having my mind very, very quick and sharp. Um, when you said like visualize thing, there's two things I wanted to respond to. One, I love the the visualization and ability. Um, that was something that really helped me. And you also had me visualize different uh, letters and different colors, um, or I would describe like the color of the word. So you would tie in colors and some things like that, that I remember really helping um, it, especially for like spelling words and things I wasn't interested in. It was a way to make it more interesting. Right. Um, uh, but you brought up one of these amazing gifts, which is the ability to, you know, see uh, somebody else. And they're like a sponge. And for me, it's overwhelming. Um, well, let me take it sort of finish the idea um people's perception of what the spectrum is and the way people on the spectrum process the world is is really off nobody really very few i could say nobody very few people really understand what is going on they see autism as a as a problem as something that will and, you know, not, not enable the person on the spectrum to live a normal life. And they treat these people um, that way, talk slower to them, perhaps, and use simple words. And then the person on the spectrum gets the very, very strong suggestion that they're intellectually disabled. They're not very bright, deadly. That fills them with fear. And if you take that same kid that is all, you know, all constipated, if you will, and, and locked up in themselves, 
and you treat them with respect. You teach them to use their wonderful visualization abilities that are mostly latent. You teach them to use it, and you can turn that same kid into a very highly successful student and or person in, in life. We have gifts, people on the spectrum. We have tremendous gifts. But the reason most people never realize them is because nobody gets it and they treat these folks as if they're broken versions of themselves, if they are indeed linear learners. It's a bad mixture. Well, that's school. how I was taught. That's you how know, I was, like, you know, treated in, in school. And you know what? This is not a slam on the teachers um, because I certainly made it easy yeah. uh, for them to kind of pinpoint that I was a pain. They have a tough job. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Um, but I, I I was constantly, you know, um, thought of as being uh, a troublemaker, problematic, interrupting, uh, not paying attention. They'd call on me. I'd have no idea what they're talking about. So they assumed I wasn't paying attention. Um, and when you're constantly given up on by every single person around you, what happens? You stop believing in yourself. Yep. And um, so, you know, that's why, you know, I wanted to do a, a show about some positive stuff. And I think this one, this is one of my favorite ones, the, the ability to visualize, um, you know, for me, you know, you mentioned handwriting. Um, I, I, my handwriting is absolutely atrocious um, in English. Um, when I write, uh, traditional Chinese characters, um, they're beautiful. It, it literally makes no sense. Why Why would well, I? I know why. I know why. I bet you do. <laughs> it's because when you are doing something artistic or that your brain perceives of as artistic, the right hemisphere takes over and does a really, really good job. When you're doing handwriting, which is very mechanical and structured, you have to make it the same way all the time. Um, you're using the left hemisphere. Your left hemisphere isn't as powerful as your right hemisphere. It's sort of, I mean, you, we all have two hemispheres, but a lot of us prefer the right hemisphere to the left. Some prefer the left to the right. And handwriting has definitely been proven to be something that's done primarily in the left, left hemisphere. And art, like um, calligraphy, which is a form of handwriting, is done in the right hemisphere. So very simply, you want to use the part of the brain. Um, like you, they should be teaching handwriting as calligraphy. Um, then, then we would be better at it. Well, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating because uh, when I went to school, um, when I was in kindergarten, they wanted everybody to write their name on, you know, you know, so a little card is a four by right. six card that they put on their desk. Um, and uh, I was like, well, I want to write my incursive. And they're like, well, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I'm going to do it. So I did it anyway. Right. Um, and the read it because it was fun. But what did I have to do in school? I had to go back to regular old you know, structured writing, they would not let me continue. I'd already done that before I started kindergarten, you know, it was, um, and it's not like that's like that hard to learn anyway. Right. I mean, it was a pretty simple thing, but, um, 
for me, uh, I needed the artistic, the, the flow, the feel. Um, and it's also something that, you know, I've, uh, definitely in visual spatial, um, individuals with, or hypersensitive, uh, individuals, we're talking about both images. Um, and the other thing that you had mentioned, um, and I really want parents and teachers to, to feel this one, um, which is when they read someone or they read the room, um, I will, I would say there are people out there, um, you know, politicians who are great at reading a room. Uh, I would say that people on the spectrum, uh, people who are hypersensitive, the way I would describe how I feel is I feel the room. And the reason I use the difference in terminology is if everybody in that room is angry, it just, I feel that anger. I want, it kind of almost makes me, I, I don't want to say I'm a limbing, but it makes me feel like I, I follow what the flow is of whatever that room is. Um, and at the same time, if I'm say in a room, like with, uh, a class and I'm having all this bombardment hitting me at, um, at the same time, it does become a, a little overwhelming. Now, if you have those abilities and you're a counselor, a psychiatrist, I would love to see um, people being able to get through the school system um, and becoming a psychiatrist or a doctor without having to do the traditional route. I know that's a pipe dream, but I feel there are so many amazing, like out of all of the people that I can think of that would be compassionate and be able to instantaneously feel and empathize um, with, uh, you know, a client that's sad is someone who's on the spectrum, but so many of them, or again, someone who is, uh, you know, bipolar uh, again, non-neurotypical. The reason I, uh, it's heartbreaking is because I know they'd be really phenomenal at some of these jobs and right. you need such a high level of qualifications to have them. And um, they're, again, the ability to do that. So putting that skill and knowing that skill exists and I'm so happy you brought that up because like you said, that's a stigma that's incorrect about people on, on the spectrum. Um, and uh, that stigma of the, I can't, they can't feel anything. Oh, they're not able to pick up that we're upset. No, they're shutting down because you're upset and they are, they don't even know how to process that, that, that level of anger. And yeah, so throw, they throw something at go um, People, people on who are diagnosed um, autistic, they have a firm diagnosis, they're middle or low functioning. Their thing is this, because they're so sensitive, they pick up so much information from the environment. And after all, there's a lot to pick up if you have the ability to do it. That what happens is in order to survive and not perceive the world as total sensory bombardment, you, they just go inside their head and shut down and pay attention to nothing. Um, and that's what autism is. Right there, it's a defense mechanism. And for people who aren't on the spectrum, who are you know just very visual, 
they get elements of of total shutdown, but it's not severe enough. They don't they don't they don't pick up as much as the full blown autistic. I have no doubt that if a child is born on the spectrum and later they're going to be very autistic, that what's going to happen is the world and they obviously can't verbalize it. The world is an assault. The light crushes their eyeballs. The sounds sound like a thunderstorm. The sensations of the clothes and of the wind, everything is so overwhelming that the person, the little boy or a little girl, shuts down the world to survive. That right there, that last minute of what I said, is really important for people to figure out. They will figure it out. Um, I have no doubt if we don't destroy ourselves as a species, we'll figure this out. But there's going to be a lot of damage, a lot of collateral damage in the interim. And that's why I want to let you get this out there so people can process it. If it works for them to use it, if it doesn't, discard it. That's all I ask. Well, you know, um, part of uh, when you look at uh, what you just said, um, again, the key part is how much potential all these little ones have. Yep. And we, we miss so much of it because we feel and we want people to be cookie cutter. Um, everybody needs to follow this route. Everybody needs to act like this. Everybody needs to fit this mold. And that makes people comfortable. The problem is, is that we're missing out. Um, we're, we're losing brilliance um, because it's being overwhelmed. Um, it's being forced in different ways that it shouldn't be. Um, we're trying to teach everyone exactly the same way. And if you think about that, how absurd is that? To teach everyone the same way. We, we know every single person is quite well, different. That's what, mass, that's what mass education has to do, I guess. It but does. They, it doesn't they, have a they, choice. They have to do that. And there's well, a lot of damage. Um, and I'm going to uh, say something else, too. There is nothing more dangerous than taking a person who feels everything more. They get insulted in, in a more intense way. Um, every They read people's negative thoughts and positive thoughts. And what happens is, of course, because they have every sense that's attenuated, what will happen is... They, they're constantly being getting information from the environment, from their environment in school, that they're broken, that they're not good enough, they're not smart enough, and all that energy gets buried, repressed, and can come out very inappropriately. Um, it can come out as an explosion, a meltdown, a violent episode. I myself have no doubt that I mean, I hear over and over again that these school shooters and these mass murderers didn't do well in school. They didn't talk much. Um, I'm no doubt that these are the people that have been told that, or get the strong feeling anyway, that they are broken and the anger builds up. And it's not because these people have trouble articulating thoughts and dealing with the power of their emotions. It can come out and be very dangerous. And over and over and over again, when you look at Columbine, when you look at some of these other shootings, the, the murderers are repressed and probably, I mean, I keep hearing they have ADD, they have autism, they have Asperger's. Yeah. So that's a huge 
negative downside to not making or using these people and teaching them how to use their strengths to learn things. I absolutely agree. And, and, you know, we, we do want to differentiate. I, I think a lot of times mental health is the scapegoat for anytime there's um, an unexplained, you know, mass casualty or mass shooting, you know, it's the first and easiest way is to say, Oh, this person is, you know, insane. Um, and I feel like it's a scapegoat. I yeah, do but- feel that, um, like you said before, the person is broken. Um, I feel like society breaks a lot of people. And I think a lot of it is because they don't see the gifts. We don't utilize them. And um, I want to throw this out there um, and we can do a follow-up on this one and we should. Um, they have talked a lot about how, um, you know, chat GPT and some of this AI stuff uh, is is bad. To me, I'm looking at it as... This is something that can individualize education. It's a brilliant way to utilize it. Everybody has a laptop, you know, and everybody can learn math their way. It says explain two plus two, and then it'll explain it. I don't understand it that way. Can you try again? You have access to the internet. I don't mean to put teachers out of a job. That's not my point. My point is, is that to parents that are looking and you're wondering why your child is really struggling in a certain area, um, and you don't have many options. You might not be able to homeschool. You might not. I, again, it's got nothing to do with the teachers. They're trying their best, but why not use it? Download it. They can ask questions. How do I do this? I don't understand it. Um, there's too, you know, and I, I again, there's just too much potential in all of these young ones, and we don't want to let it boil over like. Jeffrey, what you were saying, um, we never want to let it get to that point. And the gift is so powerful to be able to feel others, to be able to, that's what helps you heal someone else. It's what, um, yeah. it, it's such a powerful tool. And it's, you know what, it's, it's what helps um, people innovate because they think of somebody else's need before somebody else thinks of it that's what companies want the problem is is the very people company companies want aren't allowed to work for them because they don't have the right degree the people that are going to change the world aren't really you want to talk about discrimination education um at the higher levels is a form of discrimination in my opinion Hmm. um and i don't i'm not i'm not saying that um, education is bad. And there's a huge difference between the two statements. I feel like knowledge is very important. I do not feel like there's any one way to get it. Um, and I, I feel like that's too limiting. But um, again, we're missing out. And to companies that might listen to this podcast, look to people that are not scoring perfectly on everything. Look at things that are not, again, if you can tell if somebody's going to be a total mess or a disaster, there's a lot of other ways that you can do it. It shouldn't all just be judged based on resumes um, and certification certifications. Um, I feel like the people who imagine, like we talked about at the beginning, being able to see something and visualize, conceptualize something different. That's a yeah. power, powerful tool. 
for a business to have. And when do they get to use it? A lot of those people are honestly, and I do not mean to demean any person on the spectrum with bipolar, with schizophrenia or anything. I don't mean to demean any of them. A lot of them are doing menial work with these brilliant minds. Yeah. The, the waste and, and I and very important I know we're going long but I don't care it's like this this particular point that I'm about to bring up is worth a lot one of the first things that is done that used to be done all the time more than today is you get an IQ score on someone an IQ test is a timed test and there's a lot of implied pressure when you're a little sensitive kid getting their IQ tested, you're too busy reading the person and trying to find out whether they're nice or not or for a threat. And because you're doing that and the test is timed, you're going to score really, really low in some areas. And then they get labeled as retarded or developmentally delayed or whatever, or challenged, whatever the new phrase is. And the problem is, is that that IQ is not accurate. I've seen people get PhDs with an IQ in the 70s, but the problem is, or the reality is, their IQ is not in the 70s. The test is faulty. And too many people pay too much attention to that. Oh, far too many. And it's um, it's always entertaining to, to see. I think there was a Twitter poll on some guy and he said, how many of the people here, you know, what's your IQ? And it was, you know, um, there was like, you know, they could click one to 110, 110 to 120, 130, 140, one, you know, um, and like 50% of them clicked like 140. And I'm going statistically, this has to be, you know, um, either the most uh, brilliant following ever or something else. <laughs> To your point, um, the timed variable is massively, um, again, and we just talked about time, um, but there's so many beautiful aspects to these these minds. And we need to, to open up to the idea that a different way of thinking is not wrong. It's just different. And that whole idea, and we need to be more patient. We need to let them work and figure out how to do this we have the technology now where someone can be remote if that's how they function better somebody three people can be at the office there's different ways we just can't keep losing great minds um and honestly labeling them as mediocre is wrong or worse or disabled um i don't like the word disorder um so all of these these issues to me our hidden strengths. We're just looking in the wrong direction. So that was kind of the point. I love, I know we went a little too long, but Jeffrey, your points are really important. Um, and let's, let's talk about some AI and some education and stuff uh, for the next one. So thank you to everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, we look forward uh, to, uh, of course, our next show. Take care. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Gas to Geared Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with everyone you know. And 
definitely like, follow, and subscribe. Certainly leave a comment if you'd like. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about the next time. Also, in our show notes, there should be direct links where you can follow us on our social media, as well as reach out to us directly. Thanks again, and have a great day. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on Chaos to Cured podcast are the speaker's own. All discussion is based on our own experiences. We do not and cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information. Chaos to Cured podcast cannot give medical or health advice. All discussion is based upon our personal experiences and meant for general and educational purposes. This podcast is not a substitute for professional help or for diagnostic purposes for yourself or another. Chaos to Cured podcast always encourages you to consult an appropriate professional.